invite you to enter this portal of strange and unimaginable. I simply ask that you suspend your judgment and expand your mind in the vastness of the unknown. Come witness the wonder that is our reality. The truth is out there, and so am I. Wife of a Demon Hunter, extraordinary tales of all things paranormal. Hello, my name is Dorinda Stewart, and I am the Wife of a Demon Hunter. Hello, Dorinda Stewart here, Wife of a Demon Hunter. Today my guest is Lord Solanax. Silverstar, founder of Lansing's Weaver of the Web, and the owner of Keys to Manifestation in Lansing, Michigan. Mother um, of six, into science fiction and, and fantasy. She also is a lover of lots and lots of coffee, and we just had a discussion about coffee just a few minutes ago, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> so welcome. Thank you. Okay, so you um, are a third degree priestess. Um, so tell us what that is and where you got your degree in. Uh, well, I'm a pre-sex, and um, I I was initiated in the WISE tradition of Wicca. WISE uh, is an acronym. Uh, it stands for Wisdom, Integrity, and Spiritual Enlightenment. And um, it's a tradition founded by Belladonna Laveau, Lady Belladonna, who is the current Archpriestess of the Aquarian Tabernacle Church International, um, based on um, Alexandrian and Gardnerian lineage. Um, so the practice. <laughs> so the practice you, you said is unusual among Wiccans. Can you explain that? Well, I mean, we're we're Wiccans, right? The, the, there's always something unique, you know. A anything that you want to talk about Wicca about, if you ask fifty witches, you'll get fifty answers. Yeah, because I, so. I yeah, that's me too. Because I I'm, I'm like old school, so we'll talk about that in just a second. But um, one of the things that I want to talk to you about. Uh, Lord Solodox, is the beautiful tattoo that you have on your forehead. To me, it looks like a crescent moon and is turned on its side. So tell us what that represents. So that's a tradition uh, that was started by Lady Belladonna um, and inspired by the um, Mists of Avalon, I believe, by okay. Marion Zimmer Bradley. Um, in that book, the uh, priestesses of Avalon get the crescent moon when they're uh, when they're initiated, when they become full priestesses. And um, so in our tradition, that's what the degrees are allowed to do. Okay. It's really beautiful. I really like that. And that, that's, it did remind me of the Mist of Avalon. So I just, I wondered what that was about. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, with the gender movement, because you said you're a priest X, not a priestess. So with the gender movement, how has the ministry prepared today's Wiccans for the modern world? Um, with the the gender things that are going on, is it is it a gender thing or is it something different? It is a gender thing, but it's also part and parcel of our theology and and the way that we practice. Okay. Um, we've said in our tradition um, for years that <clears throat> polarity is not about your bits or um, you know who you love or anything else. It's just the energy that makes the world go round. And um, we work with it in energy, universal energy, very similarly to the way an electrician works with electricity. Um, it's either coming towards you or it's moving away from you. 
receptive or projective. And our circles are even set up in such a way that they become an energy generator because we have our receptive elements in the east and the west and the projective elements in the north and the south. So as you move around the circle, uh, you're hitting positive, negative, positive, negative, just like the generator of an electrical engine. Very interesting. Um, I am old school Wiccan, or witch, if you will. Um, so there was types, you know, we had archal types, you know, maiden, mother crone, you know, god and goddesses. Mm -hmm. So basically, you're talking about energy um, being more, uh, you know, universal, so that we don't have necessarily a, a priestess or a high priestess or, you know, the 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 uh, the god or, you know, the, the different... Um, things that we use back in the day because you know like i said i was just old school you know we had uh you know the nine you know perfect love perfect trust you know coven type things you know full moon ceremonies and stuff like that so uh, and different sabbats or uh, you know uh, asbats so what makes this i, I know uh it's like a a, a neo-pagan type type uh philosophy so tell me what the difference is from the old school to the new school um the, it's not a huge difference okay it, it, our rituals our basic ritual framework would be recognizable to most gardenerians i think okay um the the difference is not trying to turn everything into these hard black and white lines right um when nature exists in a spectrum um and another big difference in our tradition versus some others is that most of our um, correspondences boil down to what we call the Wheel of Lies. Um, it's a, our version of the Wheel of the Year that has different rings for the elements, zodiac signs, um, Sabbath, Esbet, um, deities, there's... Um, Greek deities and Egyptian deities on there. I'm working on creating a Norse deities ring. Tarot cards, numbers, times of day. All of these things can fit into the wheel, and we see where they relate to each other. When we go to build our rituals, that's the first reference that we look at. What what season is this? What energy are we working with? What deities are appropriate here? And then we build our rituals from that. Nice. But it's not that much different from anything you would see in another wicked circle. It would be very recognizable. Okay. We have Gardarians that come and visit us regularly. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what would you say the difference between witch and Wicca is in the modern day world? Um, you know, sometimes people, you know, there's there's those people that sit there and go, well, Wicca is newer and witches are different. And so what would you say to people like that? Wicca is definitely newer. It was essentially created by Gerald Gardner mm -hmm. in the early 20th century, and um, it's inspired by and based on a lot of ancient traditions, folk traditions, religious sources, but he created it. Witchcraft is the practice of magic and the use of the world around us to create the world that we want to see. And witchcraft doesn't necessarily have a religious basis. You can be a Christian witch. Mm -hmm. uh, you can be a Buddhist witch. Um, it's, it's about the practice of magic. 
So it's like a Venn diagram. You've got witches in one circle, and you've got Wicca in a circle. And they generally overlap significantly. But not all Wiccans are witches, and not all witches are Wiccans. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, You know, and what's really nice is that, you know... um, is more uh, popular today or more out of the closet, so to speak, is not done in the back alleys or basements, you know, it's more celebrated. So what was your, what was your uh, uh, upbringing that brought you to uh, this practice? <laughs> I mean, my, my, my upbringing, um, I'm actually talking to you today from the land of my upbringing in central Texas. Um, ah. I grew up uh, first Baptist and then Presbyterian in the middle of the satanic panic um, in the Bible Belt down here. And um, I happened to find uh, Bucky's Blue Book, as we call it, Raymond Buckland, Compete of the Witchcraft, poking out of a friend's backpack, and it was the, the edition of the giant pentagram on it. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> and uh, I, was, I was 15, and... Can I, oh, that looks cool. Can I look at it? We're running the school store together, so I look at it while we're doing the lunch period. Can I borrow it? I said, sure. So I took it home. I couldn't put it down. Um, and that took all of three days for my mother to get that thing out of my house. But I was hooked. I, there's a feeling of breeze in the heart that you get when you're on the right path. Right, right. Um, that was all it took. Well, that's wonderful. So you've been doing this for about 30 years now, you said? A little over 30 years, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the Wootenstein, uh, uh, Wolstein uh, Theologian Seminary. So how did you find this? Um, So the Wolstein Theological Seminary um, is, uh, what would you call it, an affiliate of the Aquarian Tabernacle Church, or an arm on a branch of it. Um, and I found out about it when I was uh, in training with another ATC-affiliated church down in Ann Arbor. Um, and, I, you know, again, I, I, I signed up, and it was interesting, and it was uh, very, very new, but very formal and thorough study of the craft and religion and leadership um, that I just hadn't seen anything like it anywhere else. So I'm very proud of the degree that I earned and um, happy to be able to support others along that journey by coming back and teaching. Yeah, it is. There's there's nothing quite like it. Okay. Yeah, it, there's, yeah, there's other seminaries, but nothing quite like this one. It says it provides a legal degree of a ministry, and that's interesting because you know usually in the Wicca or Wiccan community, ministry is usually not a word that they use, but um, because they feel that it has that Christian connotation to it. But I really like that because really gathering people together and talking about things is sort of a ministry. So that's pretty interesting. That's good that they. There's, there's a lot of words around what I do and what the ATC as a whole does that some people get bothered by it because they feel like they're Christian words. But the fact is they're English words. Yeah, right. And there right. are, they, they, they fit what we do. And there are not other words that can efficiently describe what we are doing that will be immediately recognizable to everybody, which is 
the definition of language. So, yeah, yeah I run a church. I, it, there's a coven that's a part of the church, and it's a training coven. Those are my students who are being working on their own initiatory path. But I run a church, and it's a church because it is a place of worship that is open to anybody who wants to come. You don't have to be in training to attend my rituals. You don't have to be a student at the seminary to be a member of the church. Just come and be part of the community. Uh, you know, and then ministry and things like that, those are also legal terms. And the ATC fought very, very hard for us to be able to do everything from uh, have legal marriages and um, burials to um, being able to perform funeral sign certificates to minister, to do spiritual counseling, to do all of those things that Christian churches and Christian ministers provide to their congregations. That's what the ATC wants for pagans to be able to provide to the pagan community. It's ministry. So if a person wants to uh, uh, take a class, so to speak, um, with the, the, the with yourself or with um, the the seminary um, is there financial help or is there scholarships that are available or for people who may not have uh, you know the the income to do this or do you do this pretty much on your own without any kind of monetization so the seminary does have a sliding scale of fees um, and it starts I believe it just under fifty dollars a month Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not paying by the credit, um, uh, and there are a limited number of work study scholarships available, and folks who get those do volunteer work um, for the seminary or for the APC at large um, in exchange for their work hours, and those involve at least 10 hours of volunteer work per week um, for the scholarships. But it's pretty affordable compared to what the price of uh, a typical college degree is going for. So let's talk about your wonderful store, Keys to Manifestation, which has been around since 2018. So how did that come about? Okay, Uh, I'm going to clarify that. Keys to Manifestation has only been around for about a year because it was June 16th, 2021 when we opened our doors for the first time. Uh, Leaders of the Web has been around since okay. 2018. All right. Thank um, you for clearing that up for me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Keys to Manifestation um, is something that came about because of Weavers. Um, when we founded Weavers, we were uh, meeting in a shared church space um, that this, this one guy had purchased an old church and was using it for his group to meet, but he would offer it up for 25 to $50 a night to other groups to have meetings. So um, we started meeting there with weavers, there were druids meeting there, um, all kinds of stuff, groups, different people. Um, and the guy who owned the space kept uh, a very small, very limited assortment of items, some, you know, some crystals, some candles, some incense that you could buy from him in the sanctuary of that church. 
And when he decided to move out of town and sell the property, and we were talking about, okay, do we want to try and buy this? Do we want to keep this going? I thought about those few items that he was selling. And I said, well, what if we just run a store here? There's the beginnings of one. We had a store for somebody running a store. You know, so they're here all the time. We supervise the property. And that could pay the rent. So that's what I did. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we ended up losing that original space right about the same time COVID hit. Uh, and so we weren't able to be in person for a couple of years, which gave us some time to grow our congregation and start our fundraising project and um, trying to get our feet under us so that when it, when it looked like COVID <laughs> was going to be gone last summer um, and it was good to open, we were ready ready to go. And so now Case Manifestation exists to provide a space for leaders for the web to meet and for begging to move to serve the community. Yeah, and there's a there's a food pantry and whatnot in there too, like um, for pagans in need. And what else? And you you provide classes there as well. Mm-hmm. You call it which school? Is that what you call it? Which school? Um, so we've got the Sunday school for witches series yes. on Sunday. Yeah, um, I try and bring in a different presenter every week. Um, teach about different topics. We've got um, we've had professional drummers come in, um, authors. Um, hope witches, uh, safe workers, shaman, all sorts of folks. We had you guys on, yeah, uh, Joe's book, yeah, yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah, talking about demons. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so really, all kinds on that one. Because um, I never wanted any of this to be like the Salubach show. It's, it's it's to be for the community, a place for the community to come place to hang out and we can get people who will come and just show up and hang out for an hour or two to improve their vibes before moving on with their day without even buying anything and that's totally cool um i support that wholeheartedly because i want i want it to be a community space i want it to be a home away from home because when we finally end up building our own building that's that's what i want that to be i want it to be the, the community center, a third space, um, a, a gallery space, a place where you can just hang out. Ask questions and get some answers and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or just be with, be with people, be with like-minded people, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, people talk about going to places like Convocation, Pagan Fest, or uh, Pagan Spirit Gathering, Pagan Unity Festival, I think is going on. Or just happened, um, and and they talk about the experience as being like coming home, but right. you're only there for a week or a weekend, um, and you don't get to experience that for very long. But with a community center in our community, then we can have that experience whenever we need it. So tell us about the temple project. So the Temple Project came out of that uh, time before COVID when we lost our space. The, the owner of the property was leaving town. Um, we originally thought 
all right, let's let's see how quick raise the money to buy this place before he leaves. Yeah, unfortunately, that didn't happen because it sold real quick. Um, <laughs> but that's that's where the idea was born. Like I said, to to try and run a store to pay for a building that would essentially serve the same purposes that that previous building had, um, fill the holes that he was leaving in the community that he left. Um, so we started with a initial goal of $25,000, figuring that would be a good down payment on that property, which was selling for 125 back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we happened into a very fortuitous finding of some property earlier this year. And um, so we went ahead and purchased that property. Uh, it's virgin property doesn't have anything on it but now the temple project is going to be reconfigured towards building our temple we have our land we just need to clear it to put buildings on it so that we can practice yeah Perfect. so you can do your you do your um, um your ritual stuff and church out there in the summer yeah. and then do something else in in the winter but that's really nice and now this is your land that you guys can create exactly what you want yeah the the goal is to have Obviously, the store, because we still want the store to essentially pay the rent, pay the bills. Um, and then ritual space, indoor ritual space, and an indoor fellowship hall. And I want to keep those two separate if we can afford it, because that way we can have sacred space set up in the ritual room with shrines and things like that. And um, be able to have folks come in there and visit with those shrines undisturbed but still be able to do social things in our fellowship hall and have people in our store and have offices around that where we'll have folks doing tarot and Reiki and spiritual counseling and massage healing, all of that kind of stuff, um, as well as the pagan to need food pantry. And then outside, we'll have an outdoor ritual space. So during the warm months of the year, we can have our own outdoor meeting space. And then all of that, we hope to offer up to the community as shared community space. So you want, you're looking for a place to do a ritual, come on in for the evening. Here's a, here's a one night price or here's an hourly price. Wow. Nice. Nice. <clears throat> That's, that would be really good. So if a person wants to join the weavers of the web, what would they, um, what would be their first step? Come on out on a Wednesday night. Uh, we meet every Wednesday night at Keith's manifestation at start gathering about six o'clock uh usually we have discussion groups on different topics we have a new thread um sorry not thread new series that we're putting together called weaving the web with 52 different topics um when there's a a moon phase that falls on a wednesday we'll do an esbit ritual for that so we actually have an esbit series coming up starting not this week but next week We'll have four weeks in a row of uh, lunar rituals, starting out with a presentation of our version of the ATC New Moon Ritual next week. Okay. So that'll be something fun to come and see. But yeah, just show up. Just show up. So uh, any any face that I see more than three times, I consider one of our family. So. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, so like, so up, per- we'll be caring about you. <laughs> So a person who's like thinking, saying to themselves, I'm thinking about this. I'm not sure if this is what I want. Show up Wednesday at Keys of Manifestation 
And you can, you know, go through and ask questions and do things and see what's going on. So all is welcome. Absolutely. Everybody is welcome. Open to the public. All right. So how would they find you? Where are you located? We are a little bit hard to find right now. Um, what advantage of the new temple space is we hope to have a very big sign. <laughs> <laughs> we are in the Oakland Center building on Center Street in Lansing, in between Oakland Street and Saginaw Street. Um, so it's this little one block. The Oakland Center building is the only thing on the block. And it looks like an office building. But you go right in the big double doors in the middle of the building and you'll see the store right there. What are your hours? We're open from noon to eight, Wednesday through Sunday. Wednesday through Sunday. Okay, so um, you have wonderful things in your store. I really like all the little cool things that are in the store. And then there's people that are in the store that can help you out too. So um, do you have like astrologers and card readers and uh, you know things like that in your sure. store? Sure. We have, um, we have a few tarot card readers. Um, Yvonne, Zarina Yvonne Broki comes in on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Um, and Honeymoon comes in on Saturdays. Um, one of my students, Castle Silverstar, sometimes does free readings on Sundays as part of his training stuff. Um, and then we have an astrology natal chart reader. Autumn Rose, who comes in on Friday evenings to do natal chart reading. And so uh, is it best to have an appointment or just kind of walk in? Either works. We have uh, we have an, uh, one tarot reader who only works by appointment, uh, Rebecca Runyon. She'll come in if you make an appointment with her. Um, everybody's got appointment openings, but you can also just walk in. If we're open, come on in. If I don't have a reader working, I can always do readings and spiritual counseling for folks. Um, we even have a Reiki healer who's in from four to eight every day that we're open. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So is there a website that they could uh, look at some, at, your, uh, at some of the things that are going on in your store? Absolutely. If you go to www.manifestlancing.com, you'll find our store and everything in our store, except for a few items under the counter, uh, is available on our website and can be purchased and shipped anywhere in the United States. Perfect. That's good. Well, Lord um, Solik Knox Silverstar, thank you so much for sharing your amazing group and your store with us. Um, how many that. members do you have? Um, oh, well, it depends on how you figure. I have seven students um, in the inner circle, and we've got about 20 subscribing members so those are those who are financially supporting the church their patreon we've got about 15 to 20 folks who show up regularly every wednesday maybe 30 at sabbath uh and about 170 on our larger mailing list oh that's so, wonderful yeah yeah that's good so that's how you count the numbers yeah <laughs> you have a lot of people and uh you can have a small group or a large group um, you know, mm -hmm. um, so if a person wants to donate to your, to your church or to your, um, you know, your, your, uh, uh, organization, how would they be able to do that? The easiest way is to PayPal to at Weavers ATC. Um, and you can find that, um, at the top of our webpage 
readersoftheweb.org. There's a donate button that takes you right to a PayPal donate page. Uh, if you want to support us regularly, you can set up a Patreon subscription anywhere from 2 to $100 a month. And those are our operating funds that we use to pay our rent and um, put on our rituals and present things to the public. Um, and, of course, shopping the keys to manifestation supports the church because that's where the church meets. So as long as Keith stays in business, Weavers has a home. <laughs> so if you need some unusual gifts, you don't know what to get for someone who is, you know, uh, interested in uh, uh, metaphysical things, go to the store and uh, um, there'll be people there to help you find their perfect gift. I just got a perfect gift for my birthday from one of my friends from your store, which I love. So that was great. Okay. That, that, that was a lot of fun, actually, because she came in to buy that. Um, I think it was the day before or a few days before you did your workshop in the store. And, um, and she told me it was a present. She told me it was for you. I was like, yes, I know. I know, Dorinda. And then she said, she called me back, actually, after making a purchase. And said, I'm just worried that she's going to notice that that feather is gone. <laughs> she comes in to teach tomorrow. And I said, well, don't worry. Well, you know, I'll rearrange the, the, the window and, and I'll just tell her, too bad somebody bought it. Oh, well. Well, I did notice that it was gone, but I thought I was too late. So that's because I, I had my eye on that particular one. But yeah, but it was a nice surprise. So that was great. <laughs> that's good. All right. Well, thank you so much again. Um, so, uh, to our listeners out there, if you want to support the church, if you want to um, get some information, support the store, that would be awesome. It's here in Lansing, Michigan. So um, until next time, this is Dorinda J. Stewart, wife of a demon hunter. Bye-bye.